This is Post Credit Brews with Matt and Dave. I'm Matt. And I'm Dave. And we are back this week after a bit of a hiatus. Yeah, you know, I, I we went on vacation for a little bit. Uh, you know, I was in Wildwood. Dave, you were in Sea Isle. That's right, yeah. I mean, you yeah. were a week before me. I was the week after you. How was the rest of your vacation? I went down for a day, but how was the rest of it? It was nice. It was relaxing, yeah. That's the way yeah, I would describe it, too, is relaxing, yeah. 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 It was a little weird with the whole setting with the – the way things are going right now with mm-hmm. the, the coronavirus still being a significant part of our everyday lives now and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Like going to the bars down in Seattle, like you couldn't even like sit at the bar. You had to like sit at a table, you know, where your mask and all that kind of stuff. Everybody was socially mm-hmm. distant. Like yeah. they did a, they did a great job about it down there. Mm-hmm. I, I got to give them a thought to that. Yeah. The beach was, the beach was fine. I had no problem with the beach. Yeah. Got a little tan. I kind of looked like a, a science experiment gone wrong with my, uh, <laughs> my tanning and my, my skin peeling right now, but yeah. Yeah. It, uh, just saying back into reality right now, it's kind of sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I, I mean, I think vacation, it's just like, just flies by. Yeah. Um, I but I was going to say like these days, like working from home and doing stuff like that, that feels like it's flying by too. I know. Like this whole year you know? just seemed like it was just like, it seems like a month yeah. ago it was April and we're mm-hmm. like, we're hitting August. Like yeah, pretty much next week. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, we're over Zoom now because Matt and I were both in New Jersey. It's one of the big hot spots. Mm-hmm. And just in general, the, the virus is still spiking up. So uh, we're practicing a little bit of a social distancing, and we're going to do mm-hmm. another episode via Zoom. Depending on how things go, the next couple episodes may be like this. But we're going to try, we're gonna try to be doing this podcast mm-hmm. more frequently than we were. Yeah. You don't give up, do you? Obviously, yeah, this whole year has just been a complete shit show. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, I honestly, I blame Tiger King. It was like Tiger, Tiger King for released on Netflix, and then the whole thing just fell apart. Yeah, you know. Oh uh, no, <laughs> no. I was re- I always see memes and stuff like that, and they were saying like the only thing keeping this country together is like Tiger King documentary <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah, you know. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I actually forgot about Tiger King. Now uh, I think everyone you just else mentioned did. that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but I know we we have some news for this episode, right, Dave? That's right. So uh, after some uh, discussions and some board meetings, we decided that postcard rules with Matt and Dave was just not doing enough to keep things going. So mm-hmm. uh, we decided to promote our intern John to a full time on air personality. Mm-hmm. John is joining us on today's episode. John, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, excited for this this episode, and uh, definitely a good one, I think, to be introduced as a regular uh, personality on here. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. excited to have you. And since you are now a part of the brew crew, I mean, you were, but like now that you're part of it fully, what are we we reviewing today? Now dig on this. Uh, so today we're going to get into the Holy Trilogy, which. Uh, for those that don't know, they are the first three Sam Raimi Spider-Man films that, that star Tobey Maguire. Yeah, this is an ep- this is an episode that has been near and dear to our hearts. It might yeah. have been episode two if we if we wanted it to be, but this has always been like a yeah. a, ba- a back page, a I back burner say, episode that we always wanted to use. You know, I think if Dave and I waited one more weekend to see Joker, this probably would have been our first episode. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I if I didn't decide to start this podcast drunken naturally, like five shots of tequila at, at a dive bar a week 
later, this might have been our first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think before we dive into that, though, what I was going to say is, like, John's been doing some really good material on, on the blog, too. That's right. Um, yes. On our website. So, like, he just released, he just dropped a Space Force review today, John. You know, I mean, you've been doing some good content. You reviewed Palm Springs a couple weeks ago. Things like that. So just definitely be on the lookout for the stuff he's posting. I know Dave and I are kind of sporadically posting things here and there. But yeah, we, we try to. Yeah. I mean, like, my, my work schedule's been so hectic because now, like, mm-hmm. now that we're starting to pick up, I, I'm more working more than I'm doing anything right now. Yeah. But- I, know, I know Steve's got some stuff coming, too. I know he wants to – he's working on an article about Cabin in the Woods. So okay. That's a lot of his idea. are pretty interesting and yeah, definitely well-written and, and worth being on there, too. Good, I guess good. as Steve, one of our more frequent contributors to the to the blog, has been doing a great job. Like I'm mm-hmm. really enjoying yeah. reading the stuff that uh, he's coming out with. But yeah, it wouldn't be post credit brews without a brew. So Matt, what do we have on tap today? So today we are drinking the user friendly wand ale from Conshohocken Brewing Company in Conshohocken, Pennsylvania, and it's good. It's it's nice. It's smooth. It's not super like hoppy or anything like that. It's just a good, good, clean drink. So, John, I mean, you listen to our podcast, but now that you're like part of, of us now, we do this thing called the post-credit beer crack, where we crack our beers at the same time and salute as we try the beer for the first time. So, without further ado, I think, John, you should be the one to toast us into this. It's also a happy belated 21st birthday. Mm-hmm. It's also why we're inviting you back on to be a regular yeah. because you just turned 21. Yeah, you can drink on the show with us. Now. Right. Yeah, there you go. How was yeah. your 21st? You doing anything fun? I was, I, mean, I was out with my parents. Matt took me out. Uh, mm-hmm. I met up with my friends the next night. Uh, probably mostly celebrating when we were on vacation, though. Went uh, out yeah, to yeah. The different bars in Wildwood. Uh, that, we were out, the, all out that Saturday night. That night yeah. that I was down? That, that was a fun night. Yeah. It was a good time. It was just funny. It was just funny seeing like like me and your stepbrothers and your dad, the four of us, in an Uber at two in the morning. <laughs> it was just the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Had a good time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Without further ado, though, John, let's, let, let's get this review going. All right. Post credit crack. Cheers. Pick up while it's cold, ladies. All right. So we are. Let's just get down to the nitty gritty with the. The Sam Raimi trilogy, better known as the Holy Trilogy, from yeah. I, I found that out from Instagram that it was called the Holy Trilogy. Yeah, and there's like meme it, pages that are dedicated to the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. They love movies. these movies. Yeah, they love me. It's it's kind of like there's one like those hidden gems that like people discover later on in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the Cable Guy. People they didn't do good in the movies, but. If people now still rave about the cable guy. Yeah, yeah. You know? You, you know what's crazy with me is when I always think of this movie, like you always think of like the first comic book movie, and I feel like people debate about it a lot. But like for me, like this feels like the first comic book movie. And oh, I would this, 100% agree with you. I was going to say like before this, you had, you know, X-Men, which I always forget about. And I, I would consider that, you know. Batman um, 89 maybe. And, but then you always have people talking about Blade and saying that. But it's like I feel like – in general, when I think of comic book movies, like this is the first one that comes to mind, that first Spider-Man. And I felt like it set the tone from like 2002 up until where we are now with the MCU. Oh, well, this, this movie made Nickelodeon Magazine's cover. I mean, there's mm-hmm. nothing more pristine than that, being nine yeah. years old and seeing yeah. that. You know what yeah. I mean? And this was the cool movie. I don't think I saw this movie until like a month and a half after it premiered. 
Yeah. Um, and I remember just wanting to see it so bad. Well, this know? is this is a movie that like the first one was so sentimental to you and I because remember you and I were the the new kids in the school mm-hmm. and the trailers were coming out during it and that all we talked about was just like this looks so good. Yeah, yeah. This was also back in a time where like I don't think I saw a commercial for this movie until a week before it came out. You know. Mm-hmm. like we didn't have youtube i didn't go to the movies as frequently yeah. so it's like you see little tv spots here and there and you'd be like wow it looks good i want to see that do you remember the tv guide channel where you just like yes. have to like wait forever to get the channel that mm-hmm. you want to see what's on next yeah they would yeah. have they would have trailers for that this movie on constantly on there and that's where i saw Always. most of the spider-man like uh i guess trailers for it you know yeah 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 no and it was um it was exciting like thinking about this movie coming out and i know like i don't know if John, you're usually really good with this stuff, but like I remember hearing stuff like James Cameron wanted to make this and he wanted Leo DiCaprio to be in it. Did you ever hear about any of that? I think so. I've heard about some of that. I mean, I definitely think that there was probably a lot of production. Like they probably wanted to make this movie way before 2002. Um, Like the thing that comes to a lot with my mind when I watch this movie is like it reminds me a lot of like the Christopher Reeve, like Superman Mm-hmm. movies like i think what those movies did for superman like this kind of did for, for spider-man yeah. and it's a bit goofy and it's a bit like clumsy at times but it's that's how those christopher reed movies were and mm-hmm. so i'm sure there was probably a lot of talk after that that came out and i think I believe that was in like the 70s about mm-hmm. getting stuff for marvel and spider-man was probably at the top of that list but you're yeah. right i think with james cameron and leonardo dicaprio i had mm-hmm. heard that yeah yeah i didn't know much about it i just always that was always something that that kind of circulated James yes, Franco right. even auditioned to be Peter Parker, and uh, mm. apparently, like Nicolas Cage, John Malkovich, uh, Jason Isaacs, and Jim Carrey all turned down Green Goblin. I guess Willem Dafoe really? was their like fifth choice. Oh yeah, Jim wow. Carrey would have been a great Green Goblin. He was big then too. Like I could see them casting him as that. Yeah, that's like what like two thousand when when their their first one came out. What two thousand and two thousand two? Right. Yeah. yeah. They probably filmed it too. Right off the cut, Mary. Right off the cusp of nine eleven. Because remember, there was they had they cut that scene out of like Spider Man jumping in front of the American flag on the twin towers. Yeah, but they also have that scene where they're throwing trash at the goblin, and you have that. He's like, "You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us." Remember? All right, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so, you know, I mean, some some patriotism there, I guess, or some, you know. So let's just let's take a deep dive into a. Spider-Man One. Yeah, so I this one's good. I the second's my favorite, but this one is still still enjoyable. I would say. And I think just from the, the standpoint that you brought up earlier was that this was so groundbreaking as a comic book fan. Mm-hmm. It was one of the the more mainstream ones that that made it to the big screen. Yeah. Everyone knows Spider-Man. Like, if you if you ever read a comic book, everyone knows Batman. Everyone knows Spider-Man too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think Spider-Man, Batman. Those are your two two big superheroes. Throw Superman in there too. But I, you know, I mean, this was a time before people were doing Hulk movies, before Iron Man, Captain America were a thing. Right, right. So yeah. You're pretty limited with your superheroes. So like, and Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, he's up at the top. So what's intriguing about this is that like this was like in its own standalone like universe. Like, I wonder if this trilogy would thrive, knowing that it was inside the MCU. You know, like, Sam Raimi just made this on his own because he was just a big fan, you know? Yeah. And I like that they it, – it's kind of its own separate thing, you know? Like, I don't think they knew much about making it, you know, expanding it to having Thor in it, having, you know, Black Widow and all of them. Right. Yeah. 
it it's definitely got that nice aspect that it is on its own. I don't, I, I'm just thinking of myself as a nine year old. Like, I never see anything like that on the big screen. Like, mm-hmm. there, there's Batman and all that, all the, all the Batman stuff. But like, I, I think the technology at the time played very well with what they were trying to achieve. Yeah, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, the scenes of him swinging, like, they're still like. They're not great, and like it would lo- it looks better maybe in the Tom Holland movies, but it's, it's like there's are moments where you kind of feel like you're reading like a comic book. Like I think they handle the action in all these mm-hmm. movies pretty well, see, and these fight scenes are all really cool. I I think they they don't focus more on the swinging with the Tom Holland movies than they do with the, so the Andrew Garfield versus the Tobey Maguire. Tobey mm-hmm. Maguire's they focus all about that. But I think I I love a Tobey Maguire suit. Let's just talk about the suit to begin with. Like, the I, I suit was thinking was that great. too. I like I like the suit a lot. Yeah. 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 It's it, cool. It looks so distinct, like the silver that like that's supposed to be on there. Mm-hmm. It outlines it so perfectly that like yeah. I really I really liked it. I really liked mm-hmm. it. It gets kind of itchy. It rides up in the crotch a little bit too. Yeah, and and I think one other thing to bring up too is. Um, I think I like the web shooters a little more, but like I guess for for these Tobey Maguire Spider Mans, it's just we just assume he can just shoot the webs, right? Yeah, I, I think that's yeah, one that's one of the one of the fallacies in like this trilogy is that you're assumed to believe that the, that the webs come from like his veins from his arm. But I never questioned I, I like, it until I saw they did it with the Andrew Garfield ones. You know, I didn't even think that was an option yeah, until. Then. I don't. I don't. <laughs> so. I don't. I, I think they were all mechanical in the, in the comics, if if I'm not mistaken. Probably, I don't know. There's probably like, there's probably a version where it's mechanical, and, I, and, and maybe a version that's not. I yeah. think the mechanical version aspect of it plays very well into like the he's a he's a scientist at heart, and he's a really smart kid, and like he's able yeah. to construct construct mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So well, let's get into it. What do we think of Tobey Maguire or Spider Man, Peter Parker? Both. I I think he's too old for the role. Like if it was Tobey Maguire's like, acting in Tom Holland's body as a, like a fifteen year old, I think it would be great, like really good. But it's just something about knowing that Tobey Maguire's like th- like in his mid thirties, yelling "Stop the bus!" and slamming a school bus in the opening yeah. scene of Spider Man. Just yeah, he was like it's, it's kind of weird. Mid twenties to like early thirties or something, I think. When like, he was probably his, like mid thirties by the end of the third, like by the third one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in like his mid thirties, and you hear like uh, William Defoe say. The high school award, congratulations. He's in his graduation gown and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, so he was like, I mean, Dave, he was pretty much like our age when he did this first one. Really? Yeah. Is it, his late 20s? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think watching it as a kid, I didn't really question it too much. But, yeah, you kind of watch it now and you're – Yeah. I, I think one of the things he does well is he plays nerdy really good. You know – I'm something of a scientist myself. He does. Like he does play nerdy very well. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely has the innocence down. And I think like the one thing that I was thinking when I watched this first one that I like a lot is like it plays a lot on that like conflict of like the whole with great power comes great responsibility mm-hmm. all the time of, you know, does he go against this does he kill this person that killed Uncle Ben or does he act the way Uncle Ben wants him to? And I think by the end, you know, he realizes that, you know, the whole thing with Green Goblin. But that's the whole conflict of is he going to lean more towards the way Uncle Ben thinks he should be or is he going to join Green Goblin? Because with those superpowers, he could do whatever he wants. So. Yeah. I was trying to find the divide, like, uh, is it the acting or is it the writing or is it both? And I, I think in this trilogy, it might be the, like, they both compensated each other very, very well. Mm. 
like the acting was spot on. Like they had great casting for it too. Aunt May was great. I loved Aunt May in this yeah, series. Yeah. Uh, James Franco was great as Harry Osborn. Yeah. Willem Dafoe was great as Norman Osborn. Yeah, yeah. Alfred Molina was great as Doc Ock. Do we like Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane Watson? I like I like that, but I kind of wish they stayed to the roots and they went with Gwen Stacy first. Mm-hmm. She was I, really bothered. She really Kirsten Dunst really bothers me in the third one. I don't know. The third if you one. Feel yeah. that way, but. I think I think everybody everybody bothers me in the third one. Yeah, let's well, let's save it. Let's save it for the <laughs> third. But yeah, I don't know. MJ. Yeah, I think they give her more to do in some of those later ones. And then in this one, like the first one, it didn't bother me just because like I, you know, I think they were trying to establish that like love interest in the beginning. But yeah, as you go like later on and she's kind of trying to progress as an actress and all this stuff, it becomes less believable. And her writing is pretty bad in the movie. So her lines and stuff. What was painful about like the first movie with the Peter and Mary Jane was that every conversation they had was like they were talking in line at the grocery store. Yeah, it was. It was very... all. It was all small talk. Yeah, and and at the very end, like you just find that she's in love with him. Their whole relationship in the in the series like seems kind of rushed. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I yeah. Bit. I mean, and I don't even. Th- I think it's just you just don't get enough moments like with them. Like I, I, I think the Amazing Spider-Man. I think Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone had the best like chemistry and the best writing. Which yeah, yeah, horror movies, but yeah. that's that's a good point, John. Yeah, but and I know. And folks, I think we are. Um, we are going to be like comparing the Spider-Man's universes inside this episode too. So it's all about the whole trilogy, but like yeah. comparing it's also the same thing. We're, and, John, so I, and, and John, with your point, mm-hmm. I think the Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone thing was also a little bit rushed. I, I can understand. I feel like even in the second one, they gave him some good moments. I think Tom Holland and, and MJ are, are like, are so good because there's that tension. It takes them two episodes before they even yeah. decide who. See, and, and that's the thing you know? is, I feel like it's hard to judge them just because I feel like by the end of that Far From Home, like their relationship is kind of just starting. But everything that happened in that, I liked a lot, and I think it's it's more interesting than the other two series. And like I said, I do appreciate the Andrew Garfield films for uh, taking the approach of going by straight by the by the book and making Gwen Stacy the first interest. You know what? You know, we don't know who Gwen Stacy is in the the MCU. Yeah. You know, if we ever yeah. meet her. I think they're going to stray away from like anything. Isn't that one girl, is she supposed to be Gwen Stacy? In the in Homecoming? Yeah. No, I think, I think her I'm name's talking like, about. I think she's in Black Klansman too. No, right. the, the girl that's, um, she was in the Nice Guys too. Oh, no. Be- uh, her name's Betty, right? Okay. She's not. I don't think so. So wait, is she supposed to be who Elizabeth Banks is? Maybe. Maybe I don't know. I Betty Brand, sure. isn't that? Could yeah. you imagine if they cast a Dale Dickey as a as Gwen Stacy? Oof, man, <laughs> that's not a lot of people showed up for that casting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't no skank. Um, yeah, no, I think you know, I think it's a good point too. We're definitely going to be making comparisons between like movies and movies. What this one did right, what this one didn't do right. Um, yeah. But going back, I, you know, going back to the first one, I didn't mean to cut you off. But going back to the first one, like if you always mention like the the Spider Man like uh, origin story, I always go back to the uh, the Raimi trilogy. For mm-hmm. me, that's the that's the first I saw on the yeah. big screen. So like that's why I always imagine when I imagine the yeah. I don't need the the uh, the origin story anymore. But like I always imagine like mm-hmm. I I thought the Uncle Ben and the Aunt May were great in in the first in yeah. the first one. 
And I think that's the issue that I, I think this movie, like time hasn't done this movie very well with just like a new comic book movie coming out every other month because people are tired of the origin story. Right. Yes. I see like him becoming Batman, him becoming Spider-Man like over and over again. Although I, I, will, movies... I will say though, like for things like Black Panther and Captain Marvel, I kind of appreciated the origin because I don't never usually follow them. Yeah. And, and I think those are good examples of like, you, you kind of need to see it because it's not as mainstream. But after we've seen, I mean, I'm not even exaggerating when I've said, like, after we've seen five Spider-Man movies, we don't need to see how he becomes Spider-Man again, right? Right. I think that's, I think that's the thing. Is honestly, probably not for a long, long time with Batman and Spider-Man. Like, they're not going to, I doubt the Robert Pattinson movie is going to show his origin. Maybe yeah. they'll, like, allude to it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that the Tom, like, I know in the Tom Holland one, he has that suitcase and it has like uncle Ben's initials, but they don't really have to go into it or reference it. So you don't have to I kind of like when they like tease it. But. Yeah. 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 And I think they tried to establish like Iron Man almost as uncle Ben and those, those new ones too, yeah. you know, but what else do we got to say about the first one? Any, any sort of final thoughts or I mean, things we, like we, that? There's a, lot, there's a lot to talk about. We really didn't talk about the movie at all. Yeah. One thing I was going to say that I read was apparently Willem Dafoe like insisted on wearing that green goblin suit to be more like believable i can't i kind of give him credit for doing that i mean that's it probably wasn't easy wearing that suit you know how much i sacrificed the costume and set design was really good and good and it felt more like you're in a comic book yeah yeah he's he's a bit of a method actor too i would say i i feel i feel like uh for example when you look at uh michael keen as vulture in the in homecoming yeah I feel like it catered more to like modern technology and stuff like that too. There's certain things about the Raimi trilogy that I really appreciate, like Peter Parker talking on on, on a payphone. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a small detail that like, and the, even like, do you ever notice like the how dark the setting is when you go into the Daily Bugle and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's more of like, like a rustic, rustic like old school feel to it. I think that's the approach that they're going for, and I really appreciate that more than anything out of the the mm-hmm. Raimi trilogy was how. They didn't really cater to technology, but they catered more to like the story. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I'm sure even when you watch the third one, you kind of see how dated some of the stuff is, you know? Yeah. And um, for that, for sure. And I know you brought up the Bugle, Dave. I don't even think we talked about J. Jonah Jameson, J.K. Simmons in it. Parker! Uh, J.K.'s great. He's great in this, yeah. He's, uh, you know, I guess most people knew him as Schillinger from Oz before this, but... (laughs) um, you know, I mean, he's he's great in this. I think this was, like, kind of his, you know, I think this kind of skyrocketed into other opportunities. Oh, yeah. So. Is there any uh, standout scenes for the, the first one that you guys could think of? I could think of a couple. The one the one action scene, like, that's, I think, actions, and we'll get into it more, but I think the action scenes in the first and second are a lot more memorable than the third. Like, I, I like that whole scene where it's, like, you know, the parade and everything, yeah. you know, like, all the floats. Oh, like, is that what we're – the, the lead out is Macy Gray. Macy Gray yeah. singing it. <laughs> Macy Gray's in it. I liked um I liked the scene where he goes in the burning building and he thinks he's saving the old woman and then it turns out to be like Green Goblin. Ah, uh, that was scary. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 yeah. The, the jump scare with that was pretty good too. Yeah. yeah. I always liked the uh, the scene where uh, Aunt May's praying and Goblin right. stops in and like stops her from like uh is it her to finish the prayer? Yeah. Yeah. Into the hospital, Vanishing. not that it's into the hospital, but like it was yeah. just a, a powerful I mean, scene, like you know, because like right before that, it's like the goblins telling like first we attack his heart, you know, mm-hmm. and then we go get Dre at bay. Yeah, Thanksgiving scene, I like that too. 
He slaps and, his hand. Yeah. What does he say? He had to beat an old lady with a stick? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> the cramp, yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what else. I this one. I, mean, I mean, the first one was, was more of an origin story more than anything. Yeah. I mean, like, just, I mean, we could talk about all the scenes we really want to. I mean, mm-hmm. I always enjoyed all the the cheesy catchphrases that Tobey Maguire has done as Spider-Man throughout the yeah. years. That's a cute outfit. Did your husband give it to you? I missed the part where that's my problem. Jeez! Yeah. Set him down, tough guy. Pizza time. Here's your change! It's you who's out, Gobby. Out of your mind. Hey, kiddo, mm-hmm. let mom and dad talk for a minute, will you? Jigs up, pal. Find us some shade. I guess you haven't heard. I'm the sheriff around these parts. See you, chump. Stings, doesn't it? I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye. You want forgiveness? Get religious. <laughs> you, do you guys think the dialogue in it got like progressively worse, progressively better, or it was always cheesy? Or well, in, episode, in the first one, he's you know he can't even talk to her. Like in, in the cafeteria scene with Mary Jane, he just smiles awkwardly, like he's about to like uh, attack her or something like that. And then yeah. and by the third one, he's 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 pronouncing day by day to her as a poem, you know? Yeah. I think one of the things too is like, yeah, you look at the first one and he's like becoming Spider-Man. You look at the second one and he's trying to balance like college life with being Spider-Man and a bunch of other things work. And then in the third one, it's like, it's almost like he's just full blown Spider-Man. Oh, no, you know, it's not just he's Spider-Man. He's arrogant Spider-Man. He is yeah. so arrogant in the third mm-hmm. one. And I, yeah. I, I can't wait to rip into the third one when we get to it. Yeah. And the city loves him too. Like there isn't that aspect of like, they don't want him to be Spider-Man. Oh right? yeah. The first, the first two, it's like, what's he doing here? Like, is he really going to help us? Especially in the second one, like when he quits and everyone's like, the whole city's about to fall apart, but you hate him at the same time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I don't know. What, what else we got for the first? Any, any other things? Well, we got to talk about Will and Defoe a little bit. He was yeah. great as the Green Goblin. He's good in the Green Goblin. Yeah. I liked him as the villain. Did you ever see the memes that, that came out from the Raimi trilogy? It's the scene where um, he's on the glider and he's chasing him, but like it, they call it like, like Thick Goblin. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. just a picture of like his ass hanging out. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. I like that. I like the other one where it's like I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those are <laughs> You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> yes but, that's great yeah yeah it's cool i mean i think when you think back at this like i don't know sometimes a lot of times you see that short list for like that big movie coming out so and you always see like some type of actor who's on that list like such and such may play han solo or this or that you always see like miles teller or something like that i think with this like james franco kind of fits that mold of like i'm sure he was that guy who was on the short list for like star wars this this and this and then he wound up getting harry osborne but I think a lot of people forget that he was in in these movies, though, because mm-hmm. he's gotten so big since then. So it's I think if if you mention to anyone that has not been a comic book fan, said, you know, James Franco was in Spider Man. Like, oh yeah, he he was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I always think this is like him fresh off of Freaks and Geeks, which was only one season, but you know, I'm sure yeah. right after that ended, he was jumping into this. Pretty you know, was you know was like the, the the aha like I'm hooked moment, and it was so random for me. Is at the end of the end of uh, the first movie, Harry goes to Spider. Um, Peter Parker goes. You know, one day Spider-Man's gonna pay. I'm like, oh, they're making a sequel. Yeah, 
they're jumping into that. I'm intrigued by what else is going to happen. Yeah. That's the end of the first, right? Yes. Yeah. I like that scene, though, after that funeral when he's like, you just see Peter Parker like walking away right after he has that conversation with MJ. Oh, yeah. It's giving a little monologue. I, I like Tobey Maguire as, as Spider Man. I don't think he played a good Peter Parker, though. Yeah. Yeah. We bring that if, up a if, lot. If, if that makes sense. See, I think I disagree. I, I liked him as Peter Parker, but I didn't think his Spider-Man was as good. You know, you know, you know what this trilogy did? We're kind of jumping around before we get into the second one, but like, they really, they, it was the troves that they, they did with the Peter Parker like person. Like, mm-hmm. I remember distinctly, like, he's at the uh, convention hall and he goes to grab an advertiser and someone takes the last one in front of him. Like, they always portrayed him as like, like this like guy that, that never amounted to anything like he was yeah. the, the the loser he, I, I don't know how to describe mm. it more than that yeah it was like I, I think it was almost like they tried to make him super he turns the doorknob and the door falls off the handle falls off he grabs yeah. the appetizer the last one's taken mm-hmm. he tries to grab a drink and it's and it's like a dirty drink like it was yeah. an, someone's empty you know what I mean it was like they tried to play it for laughs like a little too much yeah and I mean again I mean I, I think we're just going to completely rag on the third one but I think like every other scene is like a scene like that, Dave, when yeah. he's not the Black Spider-Man, pretty much. Like, you know. Yeah. So does that mean do we want to jump into the the second one now then? Yeah, let's jump into Spider-Man Two. Okay. Cool. Spider-Man Two. I like this one a lot. This I is, really like this a lot. Two thousand four. Yeah. This is my favorite one. I think. Oh, it, it's it's a great story from beginning to end. It's yeah. so complete. It's. Mm-hmm. I think it may still to this day one of the best comic book movies I've ever seen. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think one thing, like I had brought up before, the thing that I like with this movie the most is like, you know, it dealt with a lot of those themes of like him trying to balance. He's trying to be this superhero, but he's also this college student. He's also this worker delivering pizzas, stuff like that. He's trying to be, you know, a good nephew to, to his aunt and all this stuff. And it's just, a lot of this stuff blending together. You didn't see a lot of that happening, especially with those superhero movies that came out at that time, whether you're right. looking at like Fantastic right. Four, mm-hmm. the first Hulk, you know, and this kind of jumped into that, which was cool. I kind of enjoyed how like, it was not an origin story. Like We talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. So it gave you more time to develop other aspects of the characters and yeah. especially the villain. Alfred Molina as Doc Ock mm-hmm. was one of the best villains I've ever seen on TV. Brilliant, but lazy. It was cool kind of seeing, so he was sort of like this, this person that Peter looked up to and then science experiment going wrong and then he becomes Doc Ock, right? Right. Yeah, yeah he has like that whole like, he does that presentation mm-hmm. and he's still like okay and then, you know, that whole presentation goes wrong and it breaks whatever that is, the, uh, the tritium breaks that like inhibitor chip or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. When, he, when he starts to go rogue. But... Yeah, yeah. I always like that one quote that he said. The power of the sun in the palm of my hand <laughs> yeah and I, I think you see that a lot you see like that uh that those cheese ball lines right and i yeah, think sam raimi's like big uh, on that. sam raimi's big on the cheesy lines yeah. yeah probably do a compilation for all the villains i'm sure can spider-man come out to play the itsy bitsy spider went up the water spout i surrender mj and i we're gonna have a hell of a time Godspeed, Spider-Man. Let's see you scurry out of this. Oh, she'll be just fine. Let's talk. You have a train to catch. Be 
getting on my nerves. But I feel like that—that that was them trying to do the Spider-Man like comedic like dialogue, uh, yeah. okay. which I think they've done better in like the other movies. In the other ones, yeah. yeah. But it's like you think of the scenes where like they had like the Asian lady, little Asian girl with the ukulele, like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, yeah. they're singing that in there. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The, the guy that does taking taking the tickets at the at the theater. I mean, he's in every every one of them. But like he, Bruce he was, Campbell, yeah. yeah, Bruce Campbell, yeah, yeah. You know what I think is interesting with, like, and I think it's sort of like telling two of these movies is that, so one example is with the Tom Holland movies, like they haven't tried to do Doc Ock yet. They haven't tried to do Green Goblin. And I think a lot of that is due to like just Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina playing them so well, you know? Oh yeah. And not being able to like top them. But I also think what's cool is like, you know, with those movies, you get to see Mysterio and like rumored, like supposedly Craven's going to be the villain in the next one, which is really cool. But, you know, I, I think it's interesting. Like, I think they played those roles so well, they weren't going to try to do them again. Well, I think the, the Tom Holland movie capitalized on like the, the lesser known or the lesser like like ex- expected of villains. Uh, Vulture was, all, he was yeah. the first villain that's going to ever face. So I, I appreciate that they went with that route. Yeah. And, I, I've always wanted Mysterio on the on the screen. Mm-hmm. I, I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was fantastic as Mysterio. He was good as Mysterio. Um, yeah. Fan casting, I would love to see Keanu Reeves play Craven the Hunter. That's a name I'm hearing get thrown around. Uh, Keanu Reeves, I've heard like Leif Schreiber too. He'd be good. I don't know yeah. Leif Schreiber. I think Keanu Reeves would, would just knock it out of the park. There was it like a rumor that uh, like Craven like might be from like Wakanda. Which I think would be kind of interesting. That'd be really cool. Uh, kind of in a whiny everything. That's cool. Yeah, because yeah. I think there's there's like a rumor some like like in the way that Iron Man was in Homecoming, some other Avengers character is going to be in this third Next like one. Homecoming film. So yeah, yeah. But to jump back to the second one, yeah, I mean I don't know what you know what more to say. I think the standout in this one is definitely Doc Ock. And uh, I, like I said, I like that balance between him trying to find like you know that good like work life balance between being Spider Man and doing everything else. The yeah. whole uh, the train scene's really good. I think I, I love the train scene. scene. Yeah, that's probably the best but, in the whole the trilogy. I, I was gonna say that might be the best. Yeah, the best I, in all of them. I appreciated the, the bank robbery too. I mean, yeah, I, I they kind of went like stretch the imagination when you have like, Aunt May hanging from a gargoyle off a building in manhattan by her umbrella but with her cane yeah <laughs> isn't that um isn't joel McHale like one of the persons at the he's bank a bank oh, he's, he's the bank teller yeah 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 it's funny i mean you see like just people popping up here and there in these movies i know octavia spencer is in the first one yeah yeah is she really she's like at the uh when he's going to do like the the wrestling like the cage uh, she's the one that like tells him like he shouldn't go in yeah yeah it's you know, you pick up on some of those things. Any other standout scenes from the the second one you guys can think of? I mean, I I, I always appreciate the second one because it introduced one of like the Hollywood's. I mean, it introduced one of my favorite personalities ever, and Mr. Dinkovich. Give me rent. Oh God, Mr. Dinkovich. Yeah, he wants his rent. Yeah. <laughs> Gets a little more to do in the third one. But yeah, yeah him, and, him and Ursula. <laughs> I, I feel like we we made this whole thing the whole trilogy, but we're really just waiting to just roast the third. 
I know. Yeah, because we like the first two, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, but I, more... yeah, 2004, I mean, mm-hmm. a good three-year gap between the, the two, right? Or two and a half years? Yeah, so it was like two years between the first and the second, then three between the second and the third. That's right, that's right. Yeah. Okay. But I would agree, that the train scene in the second one, That's that might be the best scene in all three movies. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. How many I mean, takes? Think, how many takes do you think it took Tobey Maguire to do that screaming, like, like face shaking face thing? Looks like he's taking a dump. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was taking, like, a, that, taking uh, like he was taking a, a beer shit too early. Yeah. <laughs> no, it almost seems like that that whole like the fairy scene in like the Spider-Man Homecoming was kind of like a callback, you know, like to this oh, sort think? of. Like, I don't yeah. know if it was like intentional or what, but yeah. where, you know, yeah. he has the webs out, he's holding them. Like mm-hmm. it kind of it reminds me of that. Yeah, it's it's interesting when you kind of piece together like you know in that movie like Iron Man kind of comes to save the day with him you know right, whereas in this yeah. it's like, oh, you know all Iron Man needed to do was just show up and stop the train, whereas like you just kind of have Spider Man just doing himself. I thought it was kind of cheesy when like the the, the people brought him in. They're like, we won't tell your identity. I'm like that's it's kind really of cheesy. cheesy when they're yeah. like lifting him up yeah. and they're like just hoisting him. Like, yeah. It's like he's like Jesus, like almost like a. I know, and they had they had a little bit the harmonic music in the background. It's really like, like solemn music. <laughs> a great what I'm gonna say is a great example of how dated that movie is. Is like if that came out now, everyone would be taking pictures of him, right? Oh yeah, like everyone would have their cell phones out. They'd be posting <laughs> selfies with Spider. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But no, uh, different time. But, you know, and you have that pivotal scene at the end, right? When, well, is it this one? No, is it it's the, the scene at the end with Harry Osborn, right? Doesn't he see his dad or something? At, at the, in the first one, it's uh, Peter Parker with, like, a Spider-Man with, like, half his mask ripped off, like, putting yeah. him yeah. On, on the couch, like, what have you done? Yeah. And then, and then and, and this one, it was when uh, he's revealed. I think this, this one ends where he goes and he sees it. He throws that sword at the mirror. And he finds all like his dad's like stuff. Yeah. Avenge me! That's right. Yeah. yeah. So he yeah. pizza time. Okay, so we're gonna we're hitting another breaking point. So I think we should fill up our uh, our marvelous beers, and we'll be back in a little bit. Be right back. Would you like a drink? user-friendly blonde ale from Conchahawk and Brewing Company. So like I said, I think this is a smooth drink. I think it's, you know, it's a blonde ale, so it's not super like hoppy or anything yeah. like that. It's good. I think you'd have a few of these and you can feel pretty good. Yeah, like I know we're doing the uh, the brews of summer as, as part of our, our summer campaign. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is definitely one that you can drink on the beach? Oh yeah, definitely. This is one you can drink on the beach. I think like We've already reviewed this one before, Dave, but the Ring the Bell, I think that's one you could definitely drink on the beach, too. That's Contra Hawken. Oh, yeah. Is that the one with the, the bicycle wheel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. John, I mean, well, we just kind of give our personal opinion when we take a sip. So what was the first thing that came to mind when you took a sip of this beer? Uh, I mean, I think when I when I first took, took a sip of this beer, it definitely reminds me of uh, you know, the high points of when, you know, Toby's up on those – there's high webs, you know, definitely a lot of, a lot of flavor, but it's definitely, it's a smooth ride whenever he's, he's on, he's swinging there. And I definitely think that translates to this beer. Definitely user-friendly. 
uh, you know, to relate it back to yeah. the Holy Trilogy. It definitely takes me to, to the high points of those uh, films there. This is something else. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's so light and crisp, too, that, like, a couple of these will just creep up on you. It, it might want to make you put some dirt in some of the people's eyes, as Toby would want to do with Eddie Brock, you know? As emo Spider-Man would say. Yeah. <laughs> do you think yeah. if he took a growler of this over to Ditkovich, the, the rent for the month maybe could have been uh, forgiven? I think it definitely would have been discounted. I think he still would have owed some, but I, it's yeah. definitely it, it weighs the value of your first and last month's payment. Mm-hmm. You know, but no, I mean, I think this beer is called user friendly for a reason. I think it's not like I say. I don't think it's super, super intimidating. It's you know, like I'm saying, it's it's pretty light. It's not bad. Yeah. So, what, what what kind of taste do you get from this? The taste, strawberries. <laughs> Oh, anything else we want to say about the beer? What, what's the alcohol content of it? Yeah, so it's 5.6. Yeah, so it's a light beer with a multi aftertaste. It weighs in at 5.5% alcohol. You know, like I said, don't drink too many of these because it, it's so light that it might creep up on you. And we yeah. always say on, on First Credit Brews, don't drink and drive. It, it, it's not worth it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially nowadays with the quarantine, there's no Ubers out there, so there's no need for you to it's super wasted because you want to take yourself home after work i missed the part where that's my problem yeah you want to have a good time you don't want to not you know exactly so don't drink and drive wear your mask first credit brews beers they're good we're, 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 we're trying to trying to sell the shit out of this thing and- you got anyone nuts Welcome back to Post Credit Brews with Matt and Dave. So we're talking about three now? We can talk about three. Yeah. Um, wow. I feel like we've talked a lot about three already. What do we think? And what, like, all right, so here, let, let me ask this before I guess we even talk about it. What was like, because you guys were probably very much into this, like these movies by this point. So like what... What was like the hype like surrounding three and what was like a lot of the news like sort of like were a lot of people talking about Venom or a lot of people talking about like what was like the hype around it? Well, for Matt and I, it was uh, we bought our tickets in advance. We went to go see Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf, which I kind of I, I think everybody should go see. That was a good movie. Yeah. But we bought our tickets in advance to it. That's how excited we were. We bought I never bought tickets in advance for anything. Mm. And I bought it for Spider-Man 3. And we did. Um, no, I'm trying to think of the hype surrounding it. Like, yeah, like we were definitely excited for it, Dave. I think a lot of the hype, there was a, everything was about the black suit. That was one of the big things. The black suit was awesome. You know, I think a lot of it surrounded, like there was multiple villains in it. So you had Harry Osborn as a villain, Sandman. And yeah, there were rumblings of Venom. Like, I don't remember them advertising for Venom that much. No, they really didn't. But when you when you look at the movie and its perspective, I think it was just villain overload more than mm-hmm. anything. It was yeah, it was too long. Um, definitely villain yeah. overload, and not even that, but like the villains just sucked. Like Sandman's really bad. I mean, yeah. I Amazing Spider-Man two. I, I think I've finally come to the conclusion that that that's a worse movie than this is. I've finally reached that really? opinion. Yeah. But I think I mean, and the, the villains in that one are horrible pretty bad yeah when you look yeah, at like definitely. the same and they definitely went for like who looks the most like the comic book portrayal of it as opposed to the acting of it see yeah. he i think he has a thomas hayden church i think has a good moment at the end 
I think he's and I, whether or not it's him or what. I think the rest of the movie he's pretty bad. Like if he was if he was the, if he was the only villain in that movie, I think I would appreciate him more. I think you would have got more time to develop. I don't. Him. I don't think you could just have him as the villain. Like I think yeah. it would be better off if they just went with Venom and Sandman. Like, I don't what, think Sandman's enough of like a threat in this. I was gonna say, what made them say like, let's do Sandman for this? You know, like nobody was asking for Sandman to be the villain. <laughs> I, I I think more importantly, why would they bring like the Hobgoblin into it? Yeah, it, it would have yeah. made more sense for them to do Lizard because they were building up that T-shirt. At yeah, the, the Connors. Or, it would have made more sense for them to do that. Yeah, and I think after like three movies, I think they were building up Harry Osborn. It was just so rushed, you know. It was just yeah. like, all right, we got to make him the villain. He's gonna be the bad guy. And I would. He gets knocked out like twenty minutes into the movie, doesn't he? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. One, there's would, that whole scene in the alley. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. appreciate if like the Hobgoblin was like a second villain, like maybe a. Something that's still in the in the background, like he's he's dealing with different things at the same time. Mm-hmm. But when you added the third one into it, it was just was overload. Yeah, but I, I was looking at the runtime. Yeah, I, I don't think like Tiffer Grace's cat. I don't think he becomes a Venom until there's like twenty minutes of the movie left. I think Jeez. I think just because because yeah. when you revealed him as Spider Man in the second one, and the way Harry reacted, like he was so shocked and stuff like that, like you couldn't you couldn't not address it into the third one. So mm-hmm. I. You're definitely gonna get Hobgoblin it at, at some point. At some point, yeah, and that that seems like the big thing. So, like the, one of the major missteps of this movie we're talking about are like the villains. But what do we think about him with the black suit? Because like that, like I said, that was like heavily advertised for this movie. It was heavily advertised, and it looked like it was gonna go like and bring him into a darker place. And it, I don't know what Sam Raimi's version of like dark and like. <laughs> rebellious <laughs> is but like it's like stabbing your fingers with jazz music is just yeah. not is not rebellious it, in my I, opinion i think the best way to describe it is like it's like that kid in school who like thinks he's cool but he really isn't but like he doesn't care what people think he's still gonna do you know yeah that stupid stuff that peter does in this yeah i still go back to the i still go back to the tropes that he did peter parker always said it the tim mcguire always said it's peter parker it gets worse in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like how how creepy is it with like the scene where he brings Gwen Stacy in, in, into the bar, and or, or the jazz club, and he like pulls the waitress and he whispers, "Find us some shade." Who says that? <laughs> Find us some shade. <laughs> Remember, we were who talked like that. <laughs> I was in uh in, in eighth grade. I remember like the, it was one of those times where like we couldn't go out for recess, and the teachers had like movies we could put on, and this was like an option, and like no one wanted wow. to watch this, and like me and like a few of my friends were trying to convince uh, her to just let us watch the bar scene where he's he's that. <laughs> we were trying to ask her to just watch that, and then we could put on another movie. And I thought I thought you were gonna, I thought you were gonna Did she let you. <laughs> no, she said she, when we told her the scene, she said absolutely not. Uh, I thought you were gonna say you whispered to your teacher, find us some shade because you couldn't get a research or something like that. Yeah, I was um, gonna say, dude, what happens if you go into a bar and ask that now? <laughs> you want forgiveness? Get religious. You can't do that. <laughs> find, you, find us some shade. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It's one of his overlooked scenes in the movie. It's like, what the fuck was going on? Like, why would you say that? Yeah, yeah. And you know, I thought that was so funny in uh, the Into the Spider Verse how they like just make fun of it. You know, 
just yeah, dress, did they dress it? Stuff. Uh, did they address it? Yeah, well, they have, like, in the beginning of the movie when he's, like, showing the different, oh. like, versions of Spider-Man, there's the one where yeah, he's, like, yeah. dancing out outside the... Oh, oh like that? And like, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure that the Spider-Man that's in the beginning of that that's voiced by Chris Pine, I think, is pretty much supposed to be this Spider-Man. This Tony like, Maguire one. I, yeah. I don't... They never, like, officially address it, but... Yeah. This and other movies, the scene of This Is The End, where they're in the basement and there's the cutout of James Franco's Goblin. It's really funny. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I have to go and get the water. I almost like I, we mentioned it earlier, but I think Tom McGuire was just so arrogant in this in the third Spider-Man movie. It, yeah, he was like I said, like the the city went from just like really kind of hating him to like suddenly like loving him, and he was having parades and all this stuff, and it was I don't know. Like, imagine Mary Jane's like I rightfully so upset when like you're dating him. Like the scene, the movie opens up with them like getting to second base on a web in the middle of Central Park. Yeah, and then that, and then like a couple scenes later, he's hanging, he's hanging down upside down and doing that infamous like, upside down kiss mm-hmm. with the the girl with the key to the city. You Gwen know, Stacy. Gwen yeah, Stacy. Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I think like almost every other scene with him and MJ in this movie is her like complaining about something and then him just going right into like. Well, people hate me as Spider-Man, or I have to face all this ridicule, and like, you just have to get used to it. It's it's no wonder like that's not like a good like relationship. Oh yeah, them. no. Yeah. And I don't think either of them like play it that well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like by three movies, you would have to have found some kind. Oh of, like, yeah, atmosphere. yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm not happy. He's like, Well, I'm not happy too. And then they're just bitching about their lives, but like Angry. they still stay together. Yeah. I don't know. This movie was just uh, all over the place. Matt, do you remember our experience when we saw this movie? Live in yeah. the theater, the power went. The power went like out. Right, at, right, right at the most infamous scene of the movie. Like right after that, the twist. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, we saw them doing the twist, and then the power went out. It's a scene to end on. I was gonna say, I think a few <laughs> people actually walked out. They were just like, "I don't want to finish this movie." <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's break down the twist scene because it, it's it's one that that needs to be addressed. So the twist. Well, first off, do you, do you guys like peppers? I'm. I'm. What, what kind of peppers are you talking about? Like, 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 like hot chili peppers? New Mexican Christmas style red and green chilies. No, that's. A, she says that in the in the scene. Does she that's say like that? James Franco. It's just like plain like bell peppers. So you do like peppers? I love them. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of stuff we're not breaking down here, guys. So. First of all, like, yeah, James Franco, this is, like, him, like, fresh off, like, having amnesia, right? Yeah, doesn't remember yeah. anything about, like, hating Spider-Man is, or anything like that. Yeah. I think the context I, I, of the scene is she's pissed with, with Peter, so she calls. Instead of calling Peter, what, she calls Well, what's Harry. the – well, it, it opens up with, like, she calls him while he's painting a picture. Yeah. <laughs> he's, pa- he's painting a portrait. <laughs> and he calls her, can I come over and hang out with you? You know, no, it's one thing I've always wondered, Dave, and I, I, I've been meaning to ask you this to see if you know the answer, but how's the pie? So good. <laughs> yeah, he's really creepy in this one. He's, um, he's bad in this one, I think. Yeah, yeah. I always like to see when like, he looks back and winks at him, and then the car drives by, and he just disappears. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that, good points. So, you know, I think 
So he has amnesia, and we're going back to the twist stuff, but he's he's making an omelet with MJ, right? And the twist is playing. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't need this. Nobody needed to see this. The whole scene was unnecessary. Yeah. Like that was the scene afterwards is when he realizes that that uh he gets his memory back. So the whole scene was irrelevant to begin yeah. with. Do they do they incorporate Bernard into this scene at all or is he in it? Bur- Bur- Bernard in it, goes yeah. to get food. Bernard yeah. goes to get the eggs and everything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I remember I, I just watched it recently, so it's uh he gets all, he, Harry's painting a picture. He's painting a a beautiful picture. And he gets some like from, from, yeah. M, from MJ. And he's like, and she's like, uh, I just need some company. Can I come over? And he's like, oh, yeah, come on over. And he calls out, out the burner from upstairs. And he goes, we're going to have a guest. And he goes, a guest? Like a guest guest? He's like, yeah, it's Bernard a guest. And he's like, go get us some food. <laughs> and then it, it cuts right to the twist. Yeah. Oh. Really random food that he brings back. I mean, like the making, like the two of them making omelets. I just, I. <laughs> no, it's not all there. <laughs> yeah, the peppers thing. Would but, you, I mean, would you guys rather see a movie with Bernard, like a spinoff movie centered on Bernard or Mr. Dinkovich? Oh, Dinkovich, hundred percent. Yeah, me too. It's, can we combine them together? Like, do a solo movie for each, and then they come together what? in one. <laughs> The one thing I did actually want to say with the fourth one is I don't know if either of you guys know this. They were billing Didkovich to become Rhino in the what? fourth one. Are you serious? Yeah. No, you're <laughs> joking. No. I mean, probably I would have been better than Paul Giamatti. I was gonna say, man. I mean, Paul Giamatti is a very good actor too, and like to think of him in like a show like John Adams, and then he signed on to play like that outrageous of a character in Rhino <laughs> is like wild. <laughs> He's the best. He's the best person to get cast as a five-minute villain because all that's all I could stand of him. Yeah, he's, he's just really, in the beginning and the end of that one. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a five. He's a five-minute villain. That's all he's worth. That's, yeah, there's that's, not that's, that's like, all you can cast him for. Yeah, he's in the beginning and then he's somehow at the very end. And it um, was sad. Uh, like that paycheck is more than we've ever seen in our entire lives. We're doing five minutes of that. If you're good at something, never do it for free. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Just saying, I'm gonna crush you. He's doing a horrible accent. Yeah, it was it was rough. Wasn't good. What else are we thinking? Let's, what, let's, uh, let's let's break down the villains a little bit more. We talked about Salmon a little bit. What do you guys think about um Topher Grace as a uh, Eddie Brock in the Venom? Just really, really annoying. Yeah, I don't think there's much to say about it to be honest. Like he's just he was this. So he worked at the Bugle, Eddie Brock, right? He's like taking, like, he has pictures of Spider Man, Toby McGuire, and like him and Toby McGuire, Peter Parker are like vying for like a staff job. Mm-hmm. And it's whoever can get the, uh, like, the picture of Spider Man, like, in the act or whatever, you know, yeah. something bad. Yeah. Like, they, that's who will get the job to. Eddie, Piffer Grace, like, photoshops a picture that, like, automatically, like, cancels him out. And, mm-hmm. like, Peter, Peter reveals it. And that's and that's the whole thing, which is that that seems really really dark. Where he's in the church, and he's yeah. like, "I want you to kill Peter Parker." <laughs> like, yeah. Granted, I guess you oh, would be yeah. pissed him, but he's wow. <laughs> going to a church to do that. You know, too. you know what? That yeah. I don't know yeah, why that just sparked it, but we also have to address one other thing. Even Peter Parker was just the most disgusting, vile thing I think I've ever seen on TV. It just was so cringeworthy. 
We just didn't. It, it was it was entertaining, but we didn't need to see it. You know. I think that's that's the big thing with. But it. it's the third movie now, so he was he was like in his late twenties in the first one, so he's definitely in his thirties doing this. Mm-hmm. He looked like he was going through a, a a teen crisis at sixteen years old, like in his yeah. mid thirties, with the hair to the side and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It just yeah, didn't. It, was, it just didn't look. It. It was so bad. I I, I think his appearance just as the villain, like mm-hmm. I brought up earlier, like the symbiote was supposed to like change him and make him more of a darker person mm-hmm. and him making prank phone calls to his professor and eating cookies is supposed to be venom is supposed to be like rebellious. Like rebellious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And do it. And as a dancing the jazz in a club mm-hmm. and saying, provo- weirdly provocative things to people. Yeah. And, and doing and what, the dance moves, the dancing, we got to talk about the dancing too. And MJ, she's like the waitress at the club, right? And he's pretty much yeah. just trying to make her jealous. She's trying to make her jealous, yeah. Yeah. But let's, let's talk about that dancing for a minute. Oof, man. Have you ever seen the video that's on YouTube or, or on the internet? It's someone took out the music and they put in like, like live, like, like New York background sounds. No. It's no. So, so it's him snapping his fingers and everything like that. You hear the snapping of his fingers mm. and him panting. But there's no music, so he's just dancing with nothing in the background, but just like <laughs> cars honking and stuff like that. It's so awkward. Oh, <laughs> uh, but is it, how does he become like emo Peter Parker too? So like the black, the symbiote, right? The symbiote. When they're, when they're on like the web, the symbiote crashes and like yeah. latches onto the bike. Yeah, when he's getting on, when he's getting a second base on the web in the opening scene, the symbiote yeah. falls from space and lands on like his backpack or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it somehow makes him emo Peter Parker, right? Which I think, say what you will about that Tom Hardy Venom movie, but I think that at least, like, people were a lot more happy with, like, how they represented the symbiote and stuff in that. Yeah. It's really not, like, there's nothing to it in this one. Like, and there's yeah. not even, like, an explanation, really, for where it yeah, comes yeah. from or anything. You know what's something that they never addressed? It's from Spider Man 2. There's a scene where um, the black like, editor goes, Look, looks at him and goes, I heard Spider-Man was there. It gives him like a stare, like, I know who you are. But they, they never address it after yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I think you know, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know talk, remember, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, 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 yeah. They always heard, seemed like they wanted to do something with his character, like a more like mentor type. But they mm-hmm. Never yeah. do anything with it, 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 it was cool. Like, I, I, I never even realized that Elizabeth Banks was um, Betsy Brayton in it, too. Yeah, people forget about that, yeah. I always think of when I think of that one, like that that guy in it. I I don't know why, like you always just hear that voice. I told you, Jonah. Like, I don't know. yeah. Let's get back. Let's get back to this, the Spider Verse. Actually, would you like to see the live actions um, into the Spider Verse that they were planning on with oh, Toby and Andrew and Tom? Were there like was there ever a confirmation that they were going to make one or? There, there was. I always hear of, rumors. There was, there was talks of doing it. Yeah, but Sony was the one. Tobey Maguire was all for it. Tom mm-hmm. was all for it. It was Sony that was having the problem with it. Oh, really? I feel like the most I could see them doing is like in the next one, like they'll all have like a voice, like cameo. voiceover. Yeah, or I, I mean, like the way the animated movie was, like I wouldn't be shocked if there was maybe like a live action like joke or something where like they all appeared like real quick. Like that's the most I could maybe see. Yeah, I, it's it's tough because I don't know like. 
Sony really is banking on like these Spider-Man franchises and spinoff movies. But, you know, it's weird trying to see the direction they're going in because, like, the big thing that I'm focused on is, like, those Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. So I don't really care about, like, Venom or Morbius as much as I do about that. And that's already, like, connected to, like, everything with, like, Iron Man and Thor and all that stuff. But we'll see. I don't don't know. I'd be interested in in allowing them to, like, have, like, Tom Holland be in the MCU but also doing, like, side projects with Sony Mm -hmm. and being, like, that Spider-Man for that. I think Tom Hardy and Tom Holland would like, work very well together. Yeah, I I think Jared Leto and mm-hmm. and him would work very well together. Yeah, Morbius. That was like, was that already supposed to be out already, or was that coming out this October? Honestly, that was maybe supposed to come out like tomorrow. I think it was like a late July, so like it might have been really? right around now. Maybe. Yeah, tomorrow. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. What um what was that? Do you guys think we're gonna see the Sinister Six with Tom Holland? I don't think so. I, they're building I, it up. I was just saying, I think like, we are, but I think it's going to be like minor. So, like in I, that Spider-Man Homecoming, they have like Shocker. Like he's someone I could see being on it. Yeah. That, uh, C- Chameleon or Scorpion. Uh, him, 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 Keaton, maybe. I don't know. I know. Yeah, there's a lot of people saying Vulture. Yeah, like he will be. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, I don't know how they're they're going to have to. I think figure something out to connect. I was him. hearing that they're trying to get Alfred Molina to come back as Doc Ock. I'd be all for that. Yeah, I mean, if they got him to play the character again, that'd be cool. I mean, they got J.J. Jameson, you know, J.K. Yeah. Simmons. But, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what direction they would take if they wanted to do I'm really, I'm really worried about, like, the way that the movie contest were going. Like, a couple months ago, there was going to be no more Spider-Man at all. Yeah. You know, like, I'm really worried about, like, the way they, they do their hundred negotiations. Mm-hmm. I would like to see a little bit more commitment before I start thinking what they're going to do with them. Yeah, yeah. Like, is he, yeah, we'll he, he going to be part of the new, the, the new Avengers, the young Avengers? Is he a young Avenger? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, like, I, I want to see, like, I think what they're going to do for this next one is I think they're going to close him out and, like, try and, like, end that story. But I also think they'll try and continue to try and, like, bring him back, you know? Yeah, like he's he's in the background, but not there for everything. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure, like their deal, the way it works out is like Sony gets the profits from his like individual movies, but Marvel and Disney get like the marketing. So I guess like all like the products. Yeah. Which yeah. like that's probably a pretty like even like split. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's one yeah. of the most like popular characters right now. But I think one of the other things is I think Marvel has a lot of like creative control of how like the character is like written and stuff like that. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah. but I mean, they probably have the right to use him in, like, Morbius or Venom. Yeah. They can probably do him whoever they want, but I'm sure Marvel probably doesn't want that. Yeah, and I think there's always that, like, rumor that, like, he's going to show up in Venom and all this stuff, and I don't know. I don't... If What's, what's the harm what, in it? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's just... Movie- I, I think, for me, it just takes me out of everything with the MCU, you know? Like, with yeah. his character being in that, and then he just, like, shows up in Venom. It's, like, I think it's more of, like, my mind's racing where it's, like, all right, like, well, he exists in this universe. Does, like, Thor exist, too? Or does, like, this person exist? And it's just such a different tone from what they're going for with the MCU. I don't know. That's just me, though. I think you got to consider, like, we're, like, probably, I guess, what you would, like, we're not just, like, an average, like, fan of these movies. So, like, a lot of people probably went to see Venom wondering 
why Tom Holland wasn't in it, or people yeah. probably went and saw Avengers and why is Tom Hardy not in it? Then mm-hmm. so like a yeah. lot of people probably don't even know. Yeah, I, I yeah. want. I wish they would come to a room where it's like you know we, we can use each other interchangeably. Mm-hmm. So it's just assumed that like, yeah, like like they they could have easily taken Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio and said, hey, this is a Sony product, and done something with that. But like used them used them for this movie. Mm-hmm. Like like maybe like they should make contact agreement that like anything Spider Man related is able to be used by both parties unanimously. Yeah. So that is a different universe within the MCU. Mm-hmm. Because Morbius doesn't exist in Iron Man's universe. Or does he? Yeah. Or, and, and... or, 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 he, or he does, but it's also just the same Morbius that's in, in the Sony universe. Mm-hmm. So you meant, you're, you're led to believe that like, yeah, so maybe Iron Man exists in the Sony universe, but they're just not going to show him. Yeah. They're showing a different side of it. it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. See it differently. But yeah, I mean, that's their big product. Like Sony, it's it's all about Spider-Man. So they're trying to make these. I mean, you saw it with amazing the Andrew Garfield series where I mean they were trying to get like spin-off after spin-off off the ground and it just didn't work. And then ultimately, you know, Marvel got that partnership with Sony and they were able to use Spider-Man. So a lot of that stuff got put on the back burner, but I feel like that stuff's gonna start coming back. You know, I mean, I even think they had like an Aunt May spinoff or something that was floating around for a little yeah. bit. <laughs> like, her See, being well, I like think, some like Sam Raimi, I feel like was right at the tail end of that, like not tail end, but like I know, like right at the beginning of like where that whole studio like interference. Because I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure the studio told him like you have to put Venom in this third movie. I don't I think he wanted to use Venom. Yeah, and I, I think agree. a lot of it doesn't. A lot of it falls on like. Um, like selling like toys and stuff, right? Yeah. I, you know, I feel like that probably played into it. But what were you gonna say, Dave? I was reading that like a, a piece where like Marissa Tomei was saying how she regrets playing Aunt May in in, in this. I, I don't know if it's because of the contract or whatnot, but hmm. I know she said she regret she regrets doing it. Yeah. She really wasn't in the last one that much. Besides that, besides that, we, there's not much else we can really talk about with. Yeah, I was going to say, like, maybe if each of us just wanted to touch on kind of since Spider-Man 3, like, what we thought some of the highlights were, some of the, you know, downfalls of Spider-Man since then. I mean, I, I think the one thing I wanted to say was, that, like, my ideal version of, like, the Spider-Man would be, like, Tom Holland playing him mm-hmm. in the Tobey Maguire suit with the Tobey Maguire, like, Sam Raimi, like, I guess, so, setting. Dialogue? Like, or, the dialogue not being in like like in in the modern era, yeah. But with the uh, Andrew Garfield acting. All right, so you want a little bit of everything, yeah. Yeah, Andrew Garfield maybe was like the best. I, don't know, I think Tom Holland does a good job. Maybe Andrew Garfield is the best actor of the three of them. But I, I, like okay, I said, I, I thought, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking like the, the the quirkiness of Tom Holland and like the 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 setting of the Sam Raimi trilogy. Mm-hmm. With the Andrew Garfield acting, I I think that might be the the best recipe for a Spider Man, in my opinion. All right, I, I I'm kind of curious to, to see like what, what would be your ideal version like of all the three? Like, what aspect did you like of all three of them? Yeah, Tobey Maguire played a good Peter Parker, and I thought Andrew Garfield played a good Spider Man. And I always say I think Tom Holland plays the best of of both of them. You know, I think he plays a great Peter Parker, and he plays a great Spider Man. 
but they're all different. Like, I think that's the big thing that you got to think about is they're all, they all kind of have their different sort of like strengths and weaknesses, I think. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the Batmans. You can go on like Christian Bale, Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even going to bring George Clooney into it or, um, yeah. or Val Kilmer, but like mm-hmm. uh, Michael Keaton, Christian yeah. Bale, Ben Affleck, um, Robert Pattinson, there's still to be seen with him, but um, yeah, no, I think you know, I think each of them brings something different to the character, and uh, you know, I think more more importantly is you got to look at like the different people that are directing these movies, right? right. Sam Raimi, who you know, I think he likes that like cheesy dialogue, and he kind of knows what he wants from the movie. Mark Webb is coming at it from a more like romantic comedy type background. You know, I think that's why the the Gwen Stacy Peter Parker stuff works so well. Right, because you know you got it from the same guy that did Five Hundred Days of Summer, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then you have John John Watts, who I think is doing a really good job at kind of like separating Spider Man from all of the other movies, but at the same time, he still needs to work within that MCU sandbox, right? Yeah, now you're more of like our uh, our movie guru kind of kind of guy with on on the show. Um, what has Sam Raimi done like else like? Well, stands from his work besides just the the, the holy trilogy that, that yeah. we like to call it. He's so he's been big in horror. So like he did a bunch of like horror movies in like the eighties and stuff. He did. He directed Evil Dead, um, and then you know he did that in the eighties, things like that. So he's a big like horror background. Um, he's supposed he, to be doing the new um Doctor Strange, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's he's set to do the new Doctor Strange, which will be interesting to see where where they go with that. Do you think yeah. we'll see some Toby in this at all, or a reference to Toby at all? We could. I don't know. What do you I'm What do you think? Surprised if there's a reference or two. Yeah. So he directed the. Uh, he also did the 2013 uh, blockbuster hit Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, with Franco. You might Not think John's movie. being sarcastic right. with that, but like that really that made a lot of money. I didn't. I didn't mind Oz. Right. I didn't it mind Oz that hard. much. I liked it. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's good. It's hard watching like him directing it with James Franco being in it. It's hard not to go back to like the Spider-Man three. And, I think yeah, the I biggest disappointment that was Mila Kunis, in my opinion. But yeah, they're, for the longest time they were going to make a sequel to that, and I just don't think it went anywhere. I don't know. Something about, funny, ja- I so, I don't know something about James Franco just talking to a, a CGI like teapot. It's just hilarious to me. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's Sam Raimi. I mean, like I say, he's doing the new Doctor Strange. That'll be interesting, but we'll see. He hasn't done much recently, though. Like, I think the last movie he directed was Oz. Yeah. He does have that Doctor Strange Easter egg, though, in the second movie. So it's probably a character he likes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I I think it'll be good. But I'm trying to think, like, you know, I, I think one of the standouts for, like, Spider-Man, though, is I really liked Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, that was great. I, I thought that, that might be, like, one of my favorite Spider-Man movies. I think it's, like, that and Spider-Man 2 were really kind of, like, neck and neck. Yeah. But that was really, that was a good movie. And it was animated. Like, you wouldn't really have expected, I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. It, it, it's cool that they, like, honed in on, on the Miles Morales aspect of it, too. Mm-hmm. Like I know the PS5 is coming out with the the Spider-Man game. It's all about Miles Morales, which is kind of cool too. Yeah, yeah. I've heard like I hear it's a game, but I also hear it's just like a what is it? it? It's not like a full game, you know. 
it's, it's like, like it's like downloadable content or something like that. Something like that, yeah. I don't know. Have you heard anything about that, John? I heard it's a full fledged no, game. I mean, I know you could play as him in like the PS4 one. Mm-hmm. Like I know, like just from like doing the story mode, like there was like one or two like elements of the story where you played as him, and they weren't like major like elements, but they're definitely setting him up. I think for like you know his own game or his Solo own like games. yeah, we... in one of the future games. Yeah. Can we agree that the, the best Spider-Man game was Spider-Man 2 for GameCube? I didn't play it that much. You didn't play it? No, it, fe- no. it felt like you were playing Grand Theft Auto. It was, it was a, free, a free world roaming game. Except you were Spider-Man. Except you were Spider-Man. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Just swinging around and stuff like that. Yeah. People liked that. That Spider-Man game for PS4, people liked. But I feel like it didn't make as big a splash as like you thought it would. Like people they, played it. And it, then, was like, over, it was over. It was over. It was over hype. I haven't played it. I played a little bit. Your house, Matt, but yeah, but I I haven't like mm-hmm. played it fully through. Yeah. I only I only I only own a PS4. It's a fun game. Yeah, I think that's a bigger part of the problem too. Is that like it's a PS4 only game, so mm-hmm. only a small percentage or not a small percentage, but like half a percentage of people are actually exposed yeah. to it. Are, able are to you it. now? Are you going to get it? Are you going to get the PS5, Dave? I'm I'm undecided. Yeah. I'm undecided because I, I feel like this quarantine is going to go on for a little bit longer than mm-hmm. than I anticipated. So I definitely yeah. need to get like a gaming system. I think. Yeah. What do you think, John? Are you interested in getting PS Five? Yeah, I think so. I think that's why I'm not getting anything else as of right now. I mean, I, I I'm interested too, but at the same time, it's like video games. Like I'll I'll play them like pretty consistently for like a month, and then I won't touch them like for a while. Yeah. So, but I mean, like I think. I'd rather get this new system than buy one that's going to be outdated and just buy PS4. That's yeah. like what when I uh, I was working, John, you and I were working at the Country Club together, and we would get done our shit around like 11, 12 o'clock at night, and it's like just nothing to do. So I bought an Xbox One, and I bought Arkham Knight. It was like the last Arkham game that was coming out. I played that for a solid month straight, and then like. Really haven't really touched the Xbox at all. My my brother actually took ownership of the Xbox. It's in our living room right now. Yeah, I love those arcade like, games. Are so much fun. Those are probably like the only video games I've like gone back and back to. Like yeah. the DC, even the Injustice games yeah. are a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I yeah. buy I buy Madden every year. Madden's always fun. Yeah, yeah. Remember the the wrestling games? That's for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what what do we think? Final thoughts on Spider-Man, the the holy trilogy. What, what Spider-Man Spider-Man is without doubt my favorite Marvel superhero. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite line of comics. I think the the villains are are great in it. They're creative and very well thought out, and they have great backstories. Um, mm-hmm. On the big screen, um, besides the Green Goblin and with the foe and uh, Melina with Doc Ock. A little underwhelming in my opinion. I, I think what the Garfield Spider-Man did with Sony with the, the Lizard was insulting mm-hmm. on every cinematic front from visual to storyline. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I liked Michael Keaton as the Vulture. There's a couple other aspects to the, to the Michael Keaton that I'm not a big fan of, but we can if we ever, ever review Homecoming yeah. or the Tom Holland Spider Man. We can go into that. I think you're you're saving this all up to say that Electro was your favorite Spider Man villain, right? In all of these, how many of those uh, 
Stanley beers have you had? <laughs> Maybe Basically, it's your birthday. You're going to light your candles. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, Joan Hall's Mysterio was great. Yeah. Um, I mentioned before, I would love to see Keanu Reeves as the play uh, mm. Craven the Hunter. Yeah. No, it was a great choice, I thought. For Into the Spider-Verse, the Kingpin was like the main villain. That's right, Kingpin. That was pretty yeah. cool. Would you like to see um, Vincent D'Onofrio's version of, of Kingpin like, be in, in like the Tom Holland MCU? I would. I think that ship has definitely sailed, but I definitely would. Well, I know that, well, the, the, one- I know that Murdoch said that he's not going to be the lawyer that's supposed to defend him in the new Spider-Man movie, which is very yeah. disappointing. I, I would have really- loved to see that. That would have been cool. See, yeah. I, I see. I think the way I would rather see them bring him in, Charlie Cox, in to be the lawyer if there is this little ca- lawyer character. Mm-hmm. But what I think they're more likely to do is there's apparently going to be like a She-Hulk Disney Plus series. Yeah. And her character is a lawyer. And I could mm-hmm. see this being their way of introducing her before introducing her show. Her. You know what's funny about that I She-Hulk that. series? Is like all over Twitter, and like even like Marvel's Zegas was like, we're looking for Alison Brie character. I know, real yeah. like <laughs> character the player. Yeah. Then, like, would, that, you be sho- would you be shocked if Alison Brie just turns out to be She Hulk? No, that that is definitely that's definitely part of their like negotiating like tactic. I'm sure like she's like says like I want you to pay me this amount of money, and then like they're like no, we're willing to pay you this amount of money, and then they just get yeah, drop that like Alison Brie like character and, <laughs> just to see how fans react. And they're like, we need to see that. We need to see that. But yeah. I mean, she'd be good. I, I'd like to see her. What would you? What would you, what's your fan She-Hulk casting? I, I, you know, I never really gave it that much thought. Like Allison Brie would be cool. I've heard Emmy Rosem. That was like a name that I saw dropped. Um, Fiona from Shameless. Oh, Fee, oh, Emmy Rosem would be great. Yeah. Anna Kendrick would be good too. Mm-hmm. There's like one actress on Brooklyn Nine Nine, like Stephanie Beatriz. I, yeah. A lot of people put her out there. I could see her in it. I've but. seen that too. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I you know what? I always like when they cast unknowns. Like, I think that's always, like, good, too. I mean, I think it's always – it can be risky sometimes, but I think if you make the right choice, I don't know. Right, right. They yeah. did that with Shang-Chi, yeah. 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 That guy's really been in much at all. Yeah. But we'll but there's, see. But, there's, so, there's so much more to explore, though, and I, I, I we, we definitely can't do all these mm-hmm. theories into one episode, so uh, – yeah. Any more, fi- gonna... any more final thoughts on on Spider-Man? I mean, I gave my final thoughts. John, what, do you, what, what are your thoughts on Spider-Man mm-hmm. as a whole? No, I mean, I think I think the Raimi trilogy's helped, like, cement a lot, and I think it helped kind of, you know, define... You know, there's, in, the, in the second movie, there's that scene where he's on, like, the elevator, and, you know, the guy's, you know, kind of just looking over at him, and, you know, he's, oh, it's my own homemade costume, and, like, I think that kind of humor lines a lot up with like we'll be getting now in like the MCU. It's like, I think these movies probably helped not to say like, you know, the X-Men and those didn't, but I think this definitely was like, we're almost kind of like blueprints, especially the first two, like for Marvel. Yeah, right. 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 Especially those early like solo movies. Yeah. Yeah. I think they saw like what worked with audiences and what kind of like humor helped shape like the MCU for sure. Yeah. Any other final thoughts, Matt? What are your thoughts on final thoughts on the Spider-Man as a whole? Yeah, I mean, I think the the Holy Trilogy. I think that really kind of set up a lot of the the groundwork for like what we're watching now with all these these MCU movies and and everything else that's kind of come after it. You know, I, I think there is. I think when you look back at these movies, they are very dated. 
Um, and I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, you know. There's a um, novel. There's a novelty toward exactly. That. I, I think I it's mentioned kinda, a couple times. You're right. I think it's cool when you look back at this and yeah, you see a phone booth or you see something something simple like that. Like when um, when I when I when I think of like the, the I keep bringing up the Daily Bugle. I think of like the first two seasons of like SVU, like ha- mm-hmm. how how dark and grim like the setting was. Yeah, yeah. And it, it it just added more to like the the environment of the story you're trying to portray on the screen. The whole thing, yeah, yeah. And I think one other thing I think is very interesting too is um, just where they're kind of going with the Spider-Man character. Like, you know, I, I these are all rumors, but like I think it's very interesting, and I, I hope it's not gonna make the movie too too inflated but like you know we're dropping stuff with the next spider-man so we're saying she-hulk's going to be his lawyer craven the hunter is going to be the villain somehow there's going to be like wakanda is going to play into it too much but we'll see i mean i think it's it's going to be interesting to see where they kind of take the character in that movie as well as like beyond you know right right. you kind of depart him from the mcu but Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens yeah this was a good episode. We were, I mean, we've been a little distant for a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, John, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on as a full-time member now. And I'm glad we can finally say that mm-hmm. you're a part of us now. And yeah. Exciting stuff. Thank yeah. You. yeah. Check out our, check out our blog. We're, I mean, obviously we're more active on our blog than we are on the podcast right now mm-hmm. just because of how things are going. Yeah. And John's doing a great job as our editor in chief. Is that mm-hmm. what we're calling you now, Editor-in-Chief? We call him that, yeah. All right. Editor-in-Chief. You just decide on the podcast. You are our Editor-in-Chief, John. Congratulations. <laughs> Cheers. He's, do, he's, he's, do, he's doing a great job, Cheers. you know, keeping the, the blog going and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Steve's doing a great job adding stuff. I, I've been I, – I don't think I've posted anything since I did – a last one I did was a – Booksmart. A uh, book smart, yeah. It might have been that one. There maybe was one, one other one you did. You at least have like three on there, I think, though. Three or yeah. four. Mm-hmm. And, and Matt was starting um a summer series, I believe, with the, the Dark Knight begin or, or Batman Begins, rather. Yeah, I got I got to contribute to that more. I really haven't done much with that. <laughs> yeah, like I say, it, it's hard. I think I think the summer adds to the struggle more than anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna try to keep going at it. I got a lot of positive feedback from our um, our post with the face mask. I'm thinking about ordering some in bulk, maybe giving some out to some fans. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think we should give out some face masks? We can do some, some post credit Bruce swag like that. That'd be some cool. Koozies and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the way things are going, they they might shut us down with the Liberty Bell. They might try to cancel us for something like that, but fuck it, we'll yeah. just we'll just ride we'll just ride with it. See what happens. Yeah. yeah. But um, no, I would say this was a good episode, though, right? This, this is great. I had a, yeah. Always have a, always have a blast talking to you guys. This was this, fun. This podcast keeps me level because like I'm going like stir crazy, like working at home all the time and living at mm-hmm. home all the time. Yeah. So this is a nice break from reality, knowing that like something that we all love doing, watching movies and shows and being able to talk about it. It's just a great form to do it. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, check out our social media. We're always active. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want us to review? Is there anything you want us to uh, talk about? If you want to come on and talk to us, we, we want to get some guests on, even if it's part of Zoom. We can mm-hmm. give you the mean idea. I mean, we can get you on. For Christ, for Christ's sake, it's 2020. Yeah. Um, just let us know. 
um, shoot us a DM on Instagram or Twitter. You know, we're always we're always active there. Um, but with that being said, this has been Prince Carter Brews. I'm Dave. I'm Matt. I'm John. And thanks for stopping by. Cool.